Most business owners don't know how to figure out how much their business is worth or how to increase their business's value. Most are just too busy trying to keep things moving forward. So tune into today's podcast where we talk about how to value your business and how to increase its value, which is most likely the best asset you'll ever create, if you do it right. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Howdy team, hope you're doing great. Uh, TFJ here, Tony Fraser-Jones, founder of Profitable Tradie and host of the Profitable Tradie podcast with my good mate, Phil Smith. G'day mate, how you doing? Good mate, what's happening? Yeah, not a lot man, just uh, cruising on in the studio, bit bit of podcasting, podcasting. it's good fun. Yeah, always good mate, always good. Nephi's keeping us under control there in the uh, control seat. Yeah mate, looking You can't can't see him or hear him, but uh, he is the man, he's looking around the corner, giving us the nod. Sweet. (laughs) Should we get into the topic? We should. What are we talking about, bro? Mate, we are talking about the value of your business. Um, So I think this is a really, really important topic because one way or another, um, you're going to exit your business at some time. And I think when you do, it's really important that your business is actually worth something because it it doesn't really matter what type of exit you're after. It might be a passive exit where you're still going to have some involvement. But in that case, you know, you might want to have other people buy in. It might be where you sell it all together. You might want to you know, bring in just one partner and you stay in completely, but you go half and half. There's lots of different ways, but in some way or another, at some point, you're going to want to pull back. And at that point, if your business is more valuable, it's going to be more worthwhile for you. Uh, nothing as bad as a nasty surprise when you finally get to that point and you think, right, cool, time to cash my chips and your chips aren't worth anything. So let's dig into that. Yeah, man. You don't want to put all your chips on uh, red and it falls on black, which can happen for a lot of business owners. And uh, yeah, well, Actually, for a lot of the time, actually, business owners have been chucking their chips off the side of the table. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> Probably their toys too, because it feels a bit like that uh, owning a business sometimes. Yeah. I 100% understand that. Yeah, um, that's right. The thing is, uh, you go to exit the business and, and um, you're going to be working hard anyway, so you might as well put the work in to make it worth more. That's right. And actually, a uh, nice little surprise is the more you make your business ready for sale and ready for profitable sale, the better it is to run and the less you want to sell it. <laughs> you love that thing. I eh? do. That is, and that's <laughs> cheering because this is true. This is yeah. the, We're talking about how much your business is worth to sell, mm. but here's the thing. A great business to sell is a great business to own. That's right, that's right. So if you're always getting your business ready for a profitable sale, you're actually always making it less and less likely you'll actually want to sell it anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so pretty so exciting stuff. Good thing to be focusing on. So I'm sure you got a story to well, keep us Well, I, I mean, we've done this for a long time, and I guess the, the story I want to talk about today is actually my, 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 my old man, yeah, Bruce Fraser-Jones, good man. Oh, Bruce. Bruce. Your middle name is Bruce too. It is, yeah. yeah. Did Anthony you? I never Bruce. knew your dad's name was Bruce. Didn't you? Ah, now I do. He's a top man. Top man. Top man. Uh, so um, he was a farmer, worked in a, um, as a factory manager for a dairy company for a long time. Smart guy. And um, luckily, uh, you know, I got the gene pool, smart gene pool. I'm lucky. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm just, just saying this in case he's listening. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, you understand. Oh, no, I'm sure he's smart. Oh, right. Okay. You're <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah, it's the recessive gene. It kicked past me. Anywho, uh, he had a business... Um, a dairy heifer grazing business where he basically organised grazing for dairy cattle from the the, um, the dairy farmer to so a dry stock farmer. Mm. And uh, he had a pretty substantial operation with, with farms all around the country. We live in New Zealand, so farms all around the country. And uh, 
he had a partner who wanted to buy in, and so he went through this whole process of valuing his business. And I, I learned a bunch about it, and I, I think he did as well. Yeah. Uh, and he managed to, to exit the business over a few years, and and um, and it was a good win for him. But man, we learned some some stuff about valuing a business, and uh, he did really well. But if he did it again, there's probably some stuff he'd do differently around how he built the business and some of the systems and the processes that he'd put in place, which uh, you know would have re- realized even more value out of the business for him. Yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, they had some good stuff. They had some good computer technology and, and systems like that, but there's other stuff that they perhaps could have done which would have made it even more valuable uh, to sell. Yeah. So that was a pretty interesting sort of uh, first foray into into understanding how businesses uh, get valued, and it's certainly something we've we've looked at a lot uh, in the business here when we're coaching people and, and talking about you know what their businesses might be worth. So I reckon it'd be pretty cool to, to dig into that today Yeah, and um, maybe shed some light on this because I reckon most people listening probably – don't know how this works. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, this is a long way off for me, not thinking of selling my business anytime soon, um, you know, it always feels like a long way off until it's not. And I'm sure if we take the moral of the story from, you know, your own dad, uh, it's the kind of thing where I'm sure if he'd spent more time thinking about this kind of thing before he wanted to sell the business, then when it came around, he would have been able to, you know, get much higher And it's it's not even thinking about it. It's a lot of, you know, when we're doing these podcasts, it's it's a lot of it is about, it's not that you're, you're not smart, or you haven't thought about it, you just didn't even know. Yeah, that's right. It's just shedding light on it's it. Just, for you. It's just like shedding light on it to this whole different area of, of learning and stuff that's actually out there, which would be super valuable to actually get your head around. Yeah, for sure. So, look, if we don't know anything about uh, valuing our business or where to start with this kind of thing, we'll probably run into some problems. So, I mean, what are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, I, I think the first one is if we're not thinking about what our business is worth, we tend to focus on all the short-term problems in our business. So we're thinking about uh, what jobs can we get done, what projects can we get finished, what you know staff hassles we're having at the moment, what's happening in the next sort of week or month or six weeks. We're not really thinking about what's happening in two years, three years, five years, ten years' time. What are we actually trying to build uh, as a business? So we just want to get through, you know, basically get through and keep things moving forward. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a huge missed opportunity. So what happens is if you're really thinking about how your business is valued, you'll do you'll act in a different way, uh, which will make the business more valuable. But if you don't understand it, you won't do it, and you'll just waste a lot of opportunity for equity yep. or capital gains in your business. Which um, I just want everyone listening to get that because you can if you know what to do. Yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. And, and the result is you can't sell your business for for sometimes what you think it's worth or even for very much, uh, and or you're stuck in a business that's not very profitable because you don't know how to exit it and no one really wants to buy it. Mm. And what basically happens is you end up with a job, yep. and uh, not only that, you kind of don't have the time to do anything else, to yep. look after yourself, to enjoy time with your family, your friends, look after your health, maybe do some community stuff, whatever it is, whatever you like to do. Yeah, You're kind of stuck. Yeah. Well, if we think back to um, you know previous episodes and we've talked about important versus urgent tasks, and I suppose the mindset you're in at this point is you're running around in the urgent zone. Uh, and you're missing that important zone, that stuff that's going to make long-term difference, mainly just because, again, you've never shed light on it. Uh, it's just not top of mind. It's not something that's even occurred to you or that you know about. Well, the thing is, most I think for most people listening, have you even thought about what your business might be worth? Have you even thought that it might be worth something? Yeah. And possibly you have, but probably not in any detail. Yeah, yeah. Well, either that or maybe you've thought about it and maybe you've put this valuation in your head because – you heard of a of guy who sold his business and he got this and he had a similar size business and you're thinking, oh, he had five guys, I got five guys. You know, he sold it for this much, I'll sell it for that much. And that that's not necessarily true either. 
Uh, so you also might be over-exaggerating what you think the business is worth and hey, get a nasty surprise and it'll just be, that's not what we want for you, No, right? 100%, 100%. So, I mean, if we get this right, there's some big benefits. Well, I think the flip side is you, you actually do start looking at the longer term. So you think about how can I build a great business rather than just finish some projects and jobs. Yeah. Now, like, I get it. I mean, we're all the same. Uh, you know, working in this industry is like jobs got to be done and they, they feel like they're important and they are. And so we get sucked into that sort of that now mentality, that recency sort of focus. Yeah. Uh, but if you're thinking about sale and the business you're building, you'll start building it as as your project. Like yeah. that becomes your business. My business is to build my business, not necessarily just to get jobs done for my clients. And don't get me wrong, you got to do a great job out in the field. You got to provide excellent customer service. That's the foundation for any business. Mm. But it's not the most important thing. No. And if and if you let it be, it'll take over your life. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, that's if you happens. give all your attention to um, the projects right in front of you and not to the business as a project, then the hard thing is that you get these initial projects done for your clients, but your business falls over and then you can't do anything for your clients. On the other hand, if you're focused on your main project is to work on your business, uh, then as a side product of that is that the projects for the clients get done even better because you're working on how to make that happen. So Bingo. It's, it's about actually focusing your time and effort into your business more than into what it produces. So it's that productive capacity rather than production, which we've talked about in a few episodes, yeah, but yeah. super it's important, right? I think then if you are focusing on this, you'll capture the value that you deserve. So you'll capture the value of all your hard work that you've invested into the business over you know years, and you can get a, a good exit price. Mm. Uh, and, and we'll talk about this as well in a minute, but maybe when you've got it set up to sell, you're like, actually, this is great cash cow. I don't want to sell it anymore. Yeah, And you right. can. Yeah, uh, and you'll you'll have people actually running it and looking after it for you in a way that's you know actually fun. Well, I've seen it plenty of times. You know, work with clients who are working towards an exit, uh, and the further and further they go, the closer and closer they get. They get up to the date where they're ready to sell. They get it valued, and they go, you know what? It's not actually worth selling for that value because even though I'm going to make so much money, I actually love this. I you know don't have, it's not killing me anymore. I'm working casual hours. I'm doing what yeah. I love, and I'm earning great money. And it doesn't well, and rely this on is, me. This is the thing. Why I would mean, I sell? This is the thing. You know, would you rather have? Um, you know, would you rather get a a five million dollar payout now, or would you rather earn you know eight hundred thousand dollars every year for the next? 20, 20 years, years. yeah, well, exactly. I know which one I'd rather take. Yeah, that's right, especially if the 20 years are, are not difficult, yeah, they're enjoyable, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and the business is still worth 10 million or more, yeah, that's right. So and then at that point, if you sell it, it's worth even more still because you've uh, benefited from those next 20 years worth that, of development. Right. So, that's I mean, right. again, like it yeah. starts getting to a, a pretty good situation to be in, right? Yeah, and, and you get you know, you get the lifestyle freedom too because you have set it up properly, it's generating cash, you can get the lump sum, or you can keep you know, just keep the income coming in, yeah, and it's not. You know, all about you. Yeah, that's right. Which is the key thing. That's probably what we what we need to dig into. Yeah, well, let's do it. So let's look at how to actually uh, how to go about this. Yeah. I think the first thing I want to really dig into is, which we should dig into, is how do you actually value a business? That's really what this yeah let's do this that podcast first. is about. Yeah, it's not like us to drift off the topic. You know, we never do that. It's always good though. Well, yeah. Do you think? Well, I have fun. Yeah, that's all that counts. Yeah, yeah. probably shouldn't uh, congratulate myself too much. <laughs> Hey? I'll congratulate you later. Actually, Bruce, my dad, who we were talking about earlier, he has this famous saying. He says, self-praise is no recommendation, son. <laughs> number of smart times man, I've heard that. Yeah, self-praise yeah, is no man. recommendation. I'm not sure I entirely agree because you should give yourself a pat on the back occasionally. Yeah, that's right. But uh, maybe not too much. Anyway, yeah, yeah. how do we value a business? Well, I think there's three key things here. The first one is people pay for profit. Yeah. Plain 100%. and simple. So 
when you when people are buying a business and you're valuing a business, they're looking for a business that is profitable, that makes profit. And profit really simply is a business that makes more money than it takes to do the work. That's right. So, you know, the money you take in is more than the labour and the materials and the overheads yep. that it costs to run your business. Plain and simple, right? Yep. And so the more profitable your business is, the more it is worth, all things being equal. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Yeah. But more profitable, it's worth more. Well, it starts from the profit, right? Yep. So in this case, the more profit you've got uh, and the more profit you make on a regular basis, um, then basically the rest of the calculations are all multipliers off that. So in this case, uh, the more you start with, then those multipliers make a yep. bigger difference. So that's where we start. Yep. I love it when you get ahead of things like that. You're always ahead of the game. Yeah, I just like stealing the thunder a little I know, bit. You're good you know, at that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's hard working with this guy sometimes, team. <laughs> Pretty good, though. Anyway, um, profit, yeah. People pay for profit. So if you're buying a business, you want it to be profitable, so it pays for your investment. That's Very right. simple. Um, here's something that's really important, and uh, I think you, you and I were talking about this before, and I'd love your take on this. Mm. Uh, we're talking about super profits here. So what I mean by that is, Profits after the owner has taken a fair market salary. Yeah. So, like, for example, let's say your business has a profit, you know, in inverted commas, on paper of $200,000. Yeah. And you're like, man, I made $200,000 profit last year. But there's no salary for you in that. You haven't taken any owner's wages. And let's say they're $100,000. Yeah. It's kind of what you'd have to pay someone else. Yeah. A fair market salary. Yep. You know, someone who's buying the business is going to have to spend that money to run the business. So that two hundred thousand is not profit. No, it's actually a hundred thousand. That's exactly. just super profit. Well, even even worse. I mean, we see this all the time. You know, people coming into the program and they haven't learned this stuff yet, right? Like no one's taught it to them. Absolutely not their fault. Uh, and as they come through the process, we're looking at handover documents, and it says, you know, guy makes hundred thousand dollars profit, and then in brackets takes it all as drawings. Then it's not a profit. <laughs> it's that's his income, uh, and there's no profit. Uh, and you know, another way of looking at this as well often hear people say, you know, I made $200,000 profit uh, last year, uh, but, you know, I reinvested it into the business uh, you know, the following year. And I'm like, well, then it's, that's also not a profit. I just want to be very clear. If you reinvested it into the business, then it's moved from profit back into expenses and their expenses, not profit. It's not profit, they're expenses. Reinvesting is moving things into the expense column. So in this case, what we're talking about is actual profit, like all expenses taken into consideration, including remunerating yourself, uh, what's left after that is profit. Yeah, that's and, what we're talking about. And there's about. another thing here that you mentioned you know, just before we kicked off this podcast, which is super juicy to understand. If you're looking at a business to buy, you know, put yourself in the buyer's um, position and you look at your business and uh, you're working 80 hours a week and you take a $100,000 salary, well, you're paying yourself peanuts. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the buyer would be like, wow, you're working two people's wages. Really, I should have been paying $200,000. That's so right. the profit is pretty negligible. That's so that, that's this is this is the really important thing is fair market, you know, a super profit, uh, taking out all the owners, fair compensation. Uh, so we get a feel for what does this business actually spin off as a profit. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then what we do when we're assessing business value, we want to understand something called future maintainable earnings. FME. It's a fancy phrase. Really simply is what do we think the profit's going to be in the future on yeah. a yearly basis? That's what it means. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, if you have a bumper crop this year, it's, it might not be a bumper crop next year, right? That's right, but it but it, it might be too. It's hard to know. But what mm. we typically do is the best way to figure out what we think the future maintainable earnings are is, well, most people are going to look at what they've been. That's right. So, you know, rough rule of thumb is let's take the last three years of profits 
super profits and figure out what the fair maintainable earnings. Maybe it's an average of those. Yep. And that's how we judge the profit. Yeah, and I just want to be clear that a lot of the time people are going to say, yeah, but I'm on, on an upward growth trajectory, so I should be increasing what the profit's going to be. And I'm like, hey, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, unfortunately, that's not how it works. So It's it's not how it works, and, and maybe if there's really clear demonstrable evidence for that, it yeah. might come into play, but don't guarantee it. Now, it's very hard to prove, you know. Yeah, it's hard to prove, and that, that's a big part of it. That's why we want future maintainable earnings. So yeah. our role really is to make that future maintainable earnings higher, Business is worth more, so our role is to create more profit and our business will increase in value. That's so right. That. Yeah, so that's step one. What's step, step one? Two? Step two is understanding what we call the price-to-earnings ratio. So really simply, once you have the future maintainable earnings, you just multiply it by something called a price-to-earnings ratio to get what the business is worth. And it's just a number. So for example, for uh, trade-type businesses, this multiple can vary quite significantly, and we'll talk about why in a sec. Yep. Could vary from like one up to four or maybe even five. Yep. Maybe in some really exceptional cases a bit higher. Yeah. So if we take that as an example, let's say we've figured out your profit and we think your future maintainable earnings is $200,000. You know, so it's not a huge business, maybe yep. a tidy little business. And uh, we say, look, we think your price to earnings ratio is two. Yep. Business is worth $400,000. Or maybe it's a better business and we think it's worth three. $600,000, really simple. So future maintainable earnings times the price to earnings ratio. I apologise for all the numbers. I know it's a bit dry balls. Yeah, and obviously uh, in the session notes, we do have a calculator you can use. So a uh, couple of really, really cool um, little formulas calculated by TFJ himself. Boom. Got on the Excel for the first I time in years. I have been in Excel for years, but I got excited about this. So there, there is a... Just I, I just want to stop. You didn't just get excited, man. You, Tony was walking around the office, peacocking, telling us about how, oh, yeah, you should see the formulas I worked out. Oh, my goodness. Aren't right. I amazing? It was just like being back on the tools. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was so pretty the, funny. The formulas are amazing. Don't mess with my formulas if you get in the cal- If you mess with them, I will find you and I will kill you. I will. Relax about your spreadsheet, bro. It's all right. But, anyway, but it's in, in the reality, session notes. It's click, awesome. that, click, the, click the link and we'll send you a copy because it's it's going to really help you with this. Yep. So price to earnings ratio is is the key. Future maintainable earnings times price to earnings ratio gives you a value. Mm. But there's one other thing. There is. Should we do it? we got to account for that risk. got to account for risk. That's so right. this is really important. Uh, the question really is, we know what the profit is. We know we need to times it by a price to earnings ratio, but what ratio do we use? Mm. What PE ratio? Well, what's right for your business? And it all depends on risk. Yeah. So, you know, how much risk is there for the new owner of buying your business in terms of that profit continuing? Yep. So if it's really likely that profit will continue, it's really highly likely, really super solid business, it looks like bulletproof, that price to earnings ratio is going to be high. And if it's, uh, if the reverse is true, it looks like it's a bit flaky. Like, man, you know, this business doesn't look that stable. It's going to be lower. Yeah, that's right. So that's why, for example, a business that has a, a profit of, let's say, f- you know, $200,000, two businesses that have the same profit, they could be worth considerably different amounts of money. Yeah. Because one is like a sure bet to get two hundred grand every year moving forward, and one is like, it's dicey. It's like patchy yeah. as. And you're very you pay, reliant on some very variable factors. On some variable factors, which yeah. we'll get into. So you'd obviously pay more for the one that's more certain and that's more right. stable. Well, I need to know I'm going to get a return on my investment. That's that's the whole reason someone buys your business and doesn't set their own one up is because I'm getting myself a head start. 
by making an investment in this that will return quickly. Uh, so if I'm not able to be sure about the returning of that investment uh, and how quick it's going to be and easy it's going to be, then it's a terrible investment and why wouldn't I just start my own business? So I think the big thing here is it's like we were talking about earlier, um, is that no one wants to buy your crap job. Uh, people want to buy a good yeah, investment. A proper business. That's right. And so we need to be uh, taking these three things into account. And yep. so should we talk about what some of the risks are? Yeah, so there's this, and if you want to copy the calculator, this will help. So just, just uh, grab it from the session notes. There's probably, there's a bunch of things here, but I think to keep it really super simple, and this will do most of the job. And just bear in mind, this is kind of a disclaimer, like we're not registered business valuers. So if you need a proper like hard yeah. valuation, go and talk to an expert. But this will give you a pretty good idea yeah, um, and a, a great starting point. There's two things. You want to know how well structured your business is. And what I mean by that is, you know, does it have really solid systems and processes and a great team? Because the better the systems and the processes and the team, the more it's worth because yeah. it's less reliant on you. It's less like a job and more like a business. Well, I suppose that leads us to the the first real big risk, which is you know the owner exiting. What happens? Yeah, you know, like if you the owner exit, then what? What falls apart? What was reliant on you? How capable are the team? What systems they have to follow? I mean, if you step out of the business and it falls to bits, you're going to get a lower ratio because it's not worth much. Yeah, because they're not buying a business. Owner risk. Owner risk. Yeah, without you, there there isn't the same business. That's right. So that's huge. So so you know, look, if your business is really simple, it has no systems to speak of, no processes, and it's entirely dependent on you, your multiple, your price earnings ratio is very very low because, well, it's you. That's what, it's not really a business. It's just you. But if, on the other hand, let's say your business has a CEO, yep, uh, chief executive who runs the business, you're not up, you know, not involved in the day-to-day operations, and the business has a complete set of processes and systems and trainings, then that's incredibly valuable. Someone could buy that and just keep it running. Yeah, they don't have to be a tradesperson or anything like that. They could just buy it as a business. Yeah, that's right. And so that's going to make your business worth a heck of a lot more. That's right. And again, if we think about earlier, and I'm talking about, oh, my business has five staff, this guy's businesses have five staff, you know, and even you might be making the same profit. But if my five staff are run by an operations manager who's completely capable, and honestly, I work 10 hours a week because I feel like it, this guy basically runs my business, and I've got everyone under him is extremely capable. And on the other hand, next guy's business, it's, you know, five staff, but it's me and five apprentices. Yeah, and I'm running around like I'm working doing 100 everything. hours a week yeah. and I'm the office and all of that, then your business is worth a lot That's less. That's right, because you are the business yeah. at that point. Yeah, and let's say for most people listening, you know, if you're listening, uh, probably you don't have a CEO or a general manager yet, but you know, if your business has really good systems and processes, you have some good software in your business, you've got a strong team, and you've got some managers in your business, and let's say you can take four to six weeks off and the business continues without you, well, that's actually, that's kind of valuable. That's real good. And I think that's the point we're making here is that there's, there's, this is a scale. Yeah. You know, you've got on the one hand, people whose business is completely reliant on them. They are the business. On the other hand, there's, you know, big business with an established management team, great staff, all the systems completely documented, easy to follow, CEO in place, you do nothing. And then there's everything in between. You know, like you could have some managers, ops manager, you might have a really capable couple of office people. Uh, you might have a lot of senior tradesmen that take some responsibility, or you might just have a great set of systems that works amazingly, and maybe you don't ha- quite have the managers yet, but there's everything in between. And so it's just about figuring out where you are in that scale. Yep, 100%. And if you if you want to grab a copy of the calculator, uh, it'll give you four options to choose from here, and this will really help you dial down. Yeah. Uh, so the next 
risk then we've talked about the structure of the business how well it sort of operates yeah and systems and team. systems and team yep. the next thing is how much customer risk does my business face this is huge this is massive and so if you think about if you think about a business that has one client or maybe two but very few and they make up 90 95% of the work what happens if you lose that client yeah well you're you're so, you're up the creek no paddle yeah you're in the you're right in the cart right yeah. So very, very reliant on a small number of clients. So that is going to make that business worth less. Yeah. Well, another way to look at that as well is, I mean, I might have you know a few clients, and they might all be good clients, but they're only our clients because of me. And so, again, it actually is kind of a mix of uh, customer risk and owner risk because in this case, it's like those particular customers are built off my relationships. And so even though I'm selling you a business with these great established customers, the minute I leave, uh, they don't feel any loyalty anymore and they're kind of on the market and at that point they can be easily taken and that's not even worth the same thing either. So I think a few things to consider. Yeah. But, at, uh, at, with, the, with the customers, so we've got the ones with you know one or two customers, key customers, and then at the other end of the continuum, and again it's like a scale or a continuum, we've got the business that has a bunch of clients across maybe two or three niches mm. and they have you know multiple clients then they've got a much more stable client base. And if they lose one or two, it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah. You know, and across uh, a couple of niches, it uh, means uh, it can account for market downturn that, that's or right. changes in trends around different you know, areas of the market. And, and say, for example, you might be somewhere in the middle. Maybe you have a small number of clients. Uh, maybe it's six or seven key building contractors, but they're all in the new home construction. Well, that would probably be a, you know, a little more risky than someone who had a bunch of building contractors, but also had a bunch of service work and service contracts. Yeah. You know, that would be property perhaps, maintenance yeah, stuff. maybe a little bit more yeah. stable in, in the longer term. So these things will all factor into what your price to earnings ratio is. And you know, obviously, if it's more stable, you get a higher ratio. If it's if it's not, you get less. Yeah. So I think the the, the cool thing is if you're looking at this, and if you want to grab a copy of the, a copy of the calculator as well, you can actually have a play around with this. So you can maybe put them where you are now, and figure out what you think your business is worth. And then maybe change some of those variables, those sort of risk factors, yep. and see where your business might be worth. And it's probably going to make you super motivated to actually dig in and make some of those changes to, to yeah. increase the value. 100%. And like we said earlier, you know, and you might play with some of these things and you go, oh, well, if I had a CEO and it was completely managed and all the systems are perfect and it just didn't rely on me at all, like my valuation would be worth, you know, $10 million, $15 million, and you get really excited. Uh, but then you start thinking, and... I'd be doing nothing and making great profits. And honestly, I, I find that even more exciting. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing. I mean, there's very few investments uh, that generate the cash flow that businesses do. Yeah, and that's, that's, right. that's the that's a big part of us you know, jamming on this on the podcast today is to understand that your business, great source of cash flow, amazing way to create equity in your business, but cash flow is amazing for business. Amazing. And a business that is great to sell, you know, as you said, it is a business that's great to own as well. That's right. And I mean, if the thing about people pay for, pay for profit, that's our right. first point, I mean, if you get your profit up to 20 odd percent, when you're 15 to 20% net profit of your sales, uh, I mean, show me another investment where 15 to 20% year yeah, in, year tough. out is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, good luck. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. Should we land this plane? Well, let's, uh, let's land this plane. It's been fun. So I think the key thing here is to understand that your business is, is a valuable thing. And I, I want anyone listening to start building it as a saleable asset. Really put the work in. 
Now, you can sell it if you want to, or if you don't, you can just keep it and bank the cash flow, which is which is a great outcome. So rather than just working in your business, I want you to really become a business builder. Yeah. Thanks, team, for listening. We'll catch you again next time. See you later. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradingbook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrading.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trading in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrading.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.